I go for refuge to the one bright mind, the inclusive nature of all things, the Buddha, to all those teachings that lead to inclusivity and oneness, the Dharma, and to all of us people who are trying in our own way so hard to realize harmony, clarity, and peace, the Sangha. This is the beginning of the spring 2021 session, the theme of which is sound, listening to sound. I've been reflecting on empires, on nations, and from the earliest time there have been great nations of all sorts that have come into being. The Pax Romana that lasted for 300 years. The Roman civilization that went from England to Constantinople, from what's now Germany down to northern Africa. The Mongol Empire, northern India, Afghanistan, Algeria, northern Africa even to Spain. And the other Mongol, the earlier Mongol Empire of Genghis Khan, who went from Vienna and Western Europe all the way to China, and many, many others, large and small. The USSR, different iterations of China, And reflecting on these coming together of human beings and whatever degree of harmony they could establish, one thing is common to them all. They begin bickering. They begin judging. They begin getting dissatisfied, more and more dissatisfied begin blaming, begin arguing, begin fighting, and begin tearing themselves apart. And they collapse, only to have another group try to come together in harmony. One way of looking at this pattern of the human condition is nobody's listening. We get scared when we stop listening to the world and even to ourselves. We stop being able to hear other people as just people and begin to misinterpret misunderstand. This practice of deep listening, this practice of hearing and hearing beyond hearing, is a salubrious, a beneficial, beneficent force 
panacea perhaps for the whole world. Listening practice is based on pure experience. The five senses are all simple, pure experience. And they're all free. We can see anything that comes into our visual field. We can hear anything that comes into our visual field. We can smell any kind of odor or taste, as long as it's within the range of our sensory apparatus. All those experiences in themselves are free, unbounded. We chant in one of our chants, eyes see, ears hears, nose tongue, nose smells, tongue tastes the salt and sour. We can see the floor right now, freely, however we see the floor. Like all these countries and nations, we think that we've been listening. Often despite what our families and partners say. We think that we've been listening and actually all we've been hearing is music. We think that we've been listening and all that we hear is often a a cardboard representation of what's going on. Typical hearing is listening through all of our opinions, our arguments, our yes-buts, our anxieties, and our dullness of the ordinary mind. And by the time we hear through that cloud, we hear about half. Actually, most of the research says that we actually hear about a quarter of even what's presented in a lecture, much less the ambient sound that is all around sounds of a lecture. We half hear. Not my type of music. They're talking and I'm thinking, what will I say next? How will I respond? So the first level of practice that is of benefit to us and would be a benefit to anybody who engages in it is the practice of pure hearing. Just listening. So the first stage of practice that leads to liberation, because all of the Dharma is about liberation. You know, the first noble truth says there's a problem. The second noble truth says, well, we caused the problem. The third noble truth says, you don't have to cause the problem. And if you don't cause the problem, then there's actually liberation. And here are some ways of not causing the problem. But the first stage of practice in terms of this retreat, this listening retreat, is to purify ordinary listening, not to rebut, just to hear. 
the delicate sound of the fan, the heating system above us, the echoes of the speakers in the room, the tingling tinnitus of our own ears. To just hear and to only hear, it takes concentration, determination, and awareness And if people, nations, governments could simply learn that kind of hearing, how much more skillful and possible would communication be? But it's hard to do because we are so used to listening through our opinions, our judgments, and we don't even hear what's really going on. So that's the first stage of listening practice. To settle the mind in the present moment and to become aware of the experience as it is. And that will serve everyone, just that alone. But that is just the beginning of the practice that actually leads to liberation. If we're looking carefully and we're watching, listening carefully, we begin to recognize our, the vagaries of our own inattention, our own attention. All the small breaks, all the small crackles, all the small uh, spaces as our mind wanders on and off, as a mind blanks. And perhaps it's such that we just begin to learn that our mind blanks out and we actually stop hearing the ambient sounds for 10 minutes, half an hour. But as we practice more and more, our alertness, our presence increases, and we begin to hear more and more to fine-tune our hearing, to hear more and more subtly. The next level of practice is to hear with no gaps, to continuously hear, to actually hear what's being said. We may not understand it, But any good communications training from customer service to psychiatry will teach that kind of listening. It's always helpful. We take it a few more steps. In the Shurangama Sutra, one of the great Mahayana Sutras that was from China, It's a great sutra about the nature of mind and nature of consciousness. And in it, Avalokiteshvara, the bodhisattva of compassion, the bodhisattva who hears the cries of the world, the enlightened being who hears the sounds of the world, stands up. Now, think about the cries of the world. We have this idea the bodhisattva of compassion stands up and hears the suffering of the world. Here's the laments, the dirges, 
But imagine holding up a stick and say, is it long or short? Only listen to the top side of the stick. Only look at the top side of the stick. You can't do it. The stick is long or short relative to toothpicks or Douglas firs or baseball bats. The cries of the world include everything. The distant sounds of machinery or animals, the wind, the person next to you breathing, the creaking of the floor, the creaking in your own ears. The cries of the world means the sounds of birds and automobiles and traffics and explosions and gunshots, everything. In the Sutra, Avalokiteshvara stands up and says, when I first made a vow for awakening, Shakyamuni Buddha said to enter samadhi through the practice of hearing and penetrating sound. Samadhi means one-pointedness, absorption. And then he says, first, I aligned my mind with the sages, with my ancestors, who are, of course, right here, our own being. And then I directed my attention inward. I reversed the direction of my hearing. Isn't that interesting? I reversed my hearing. Normally we have a sensation that I'm somehow in this skull and all of those beings and echoes and people talking and jabbering are out there. And I'm listening out there, listening to the sounds in the woods, listening to the sounds of whatever out there. But Avalokiteshvara says, I turned, I reversed my hearing. I began turning my attention to that which hears sounds. We begin turning our attention as practitioners to the source of sound, to the silence of sound, to the stillness of sound, perhaps even penetrating that. So the third aspect of practice is to recognize the silence at the root of sound, to reveal that. And in kind of Buddhist terminology, that's the, the state of calm abiding, samatha. It's good, inclusive shikantaza. But then to look into that silence, to look into that source, to see beyond silence, Another very interesting place where sound and silence are not separate. The one who hears and that which is here heard is not separate to step into the realm of the non, non-dual. Of course, everything is always non-dual, but 
step into the realm of mystery, non-separation. So we have a session that is set up so we can concentrate on listening, and we can concentrate on listening during the day and during the night, and we can concentrate while we're moving, while we're still, while we're eating, or walking, or working. All of these countries, these civilizations that tore themselves apart because they were not listening to other people. To cure that, we have to start with ourselves. We have to become a great ear that can hear the way the world really is. At any moment, our light's power could disappear, the internet could go down, gas source, gasoline sources or power sources could vanish. (coughs) But this practice of listening, this practice of hearing the root of reality, this practice of seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, knowing the source is not dependent on technology or the state of our particular civilization. Because this is such a potentially vital practice, we do session. And during session, because the intention is to listen ever more deeply, We really recommend don't read, don't talk, don't write. These are not listening. These are the mind trying to tie itself around knowing, understanding. Listening is beyond knowing and understanding. When we hear familiar sounds, we immediately categorize them and say, you know, dog, wind, tree, bird. But when we go into the mystery, sound has not yet been named. And we might hear the word wind, but we go beyond the word wind into the signless. So we don't know what anyone else is experiencing. We only know, are we listening? to return and return. Now, some people, some practitioners, given our particular karmic history, get this teaching right away and jump into the rich world of silence and sound. And sometimes we have to cultivate that, and and after years or decades of practice, it becomes more and more engaging. And some people, it's really difficult. So please don't reject the power and the potential of deep listening practice. In the Vajrayana, teacher Maguma says that the truth is so close 
We overlook it. The truth that we've been seeking for is so ordinary. We dismiss it. It is so obvious. We don't recognize it. It's so vast. We can't believe it. This is not about belief. It is about the experience of your own being listening. And as you will go deeper into that, you realize that we are being listened. We are not the listeners. But it keeps unfolding. So please, begin this retreat with clarity, intention, aspiration, and confidence that that which you have been looking for, that which is liberating, is intimate, intimate, close. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. <laughs> 